0: And to those out there who might be foolish enough to ask why we shot him so many times, that answer is simple, because evil can never be dead enough, right? Damn. According to the Urban Dictionary, a mag dump means to fire a rifle or pistol as fast as possible until all ammunition in the magazine has been expended. (laughs) Hello! Hi. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Mike. How you doing, buddy? I like hearing Hi. those sirens. I do, too. I like it mixed with all the music. That I, I cool. miss the sirens. I miss playing with my sirens at work, because I haven't been at work.
1: I feel like a DJ sometimes when I'm rolling lights and sirens, like going between yeah. the wheeler and the yelp. Right. And the, underneath our squad, we have what's called the Howler. Ooh, the, the, was it uh, in uh, when I used to work for Monterey? We called it the Rumbler.
0: Yeah, it makes the whole street like shake.
1: Yeah, those are great.
0: It's so cool. So, uh, welcome to episode 23, everyone. I am Mike Morazzo. That is Brandon Silvera over there. You might be able to see him. You might not be able to see him. We'll see what happens after the end of the show because sometimes we get on YouTube and sometimes we don't. Because We're, of Squadcast and it sucks. Yes, don't go to Squadcast. I'm throwing them under a bus right now. So it is episode 23. We've had a couple of uh, fun episodes, a couple of um, sad episodes. So last week, our episode was all fun, nothing sad. And then life kicks you in the balls, and you got to go back and do a regular episode. So we're doing a regular episode tonight. Brandon worked this week. I I did not. I I I forgot where I work. (laughs) I'm hoping I can find my way there on Monday. (laughs) which is still hey, as long as, four As long days as the away. check clears. <laughs> yeah, they keep paying me. I don't know. My finger's not any better. Uh, my hand is swollen <laughs> from running out into my garage and smashing it on a rototiller. <laughs> I'm thinking I tore a tendon. I don't know. Uh,
1: ah. Fine. We'll figure, eh,
0: I don't need to make a fist. What do I need to yeah. punch somebody for? Oh, wait. You just need. <laughs> I need my trigger need finger me. to work. You need that one. And you don't need your whole fist. Open palm strike. Yeah, we don't punch someone with a fist. Um, no, even though I bumped this, uh, and I'm pointing to the camera. If you're watching on YouTube, C- congratulations, it, it made it. I hit this on like my knee, and then I almost I went down in tears <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, damn it, what the hell happened? So, uh, speaking of f- trigger finger, I have a friend named Fred. I won't say Fred, his last name. Fred, Fred the friend. Fred the friend who worked in a department that also starts with an F. And uh, many years ago, he was on the uh, forensic unit with me on the Major Crimes Task Force for many years. He's a fantastic ET, Evidence Technician slash Forensic Investigator. And uh, one night, they were doing some gang stuff, and they ended up coming up on a car, and guns were out. And he was on one side of the car, and his partner, or many of them, were on the other side. And someone threw a shot. And it went through the car and hit Fred in his trigger finger, shot his finger off. Oh, shit. Yeah, so then he was forced to leave the police department on disability because he couldn't... He he was training to use any other yeah. finger to shoot his gun. I say He uh, couldn't go from one hand yeah. to the other? And they said no. What? Yeah. That's so he, he actually... He's in charge of all their evidence at their PD right now. So he's hired as a civilian, but... When you start doing the trigger finger, every time I see that, I think of Fred. So shout out to my buddy, Fred. Nine finger Fred. Nine finger Fred. (laughs) That's not what I call him, but you know,
1: (laughs) he might guarantee you're going to call him that now.
0: (laughs) It's quite possible. (laughs) So uh, how was work? Let's get right to it, man. Drinking a Miller Lite. I dealt with my first sovereign citizen. You did what? You dealt dealt with with your first... My first like legit
1: sovereign citizen that like was committed to it. He was great. Right. Let's hear about it. So he, so my buddy pulls him over for like expired reg, and like we're all just getting into the district, it's very first stop of the night. And uh, I look on the map. I see another officer's with him. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna roll through there. He's already got a a backup. And then he comes over the radio. Yeah, can I get one more? I'm like, hmm. I'll head over. I think I'll go that way now. I show up and there's three people in the car, and I mean, all, and all of them just look like douchebags. And uh, he's he's spitting out like case law and court cases, and very dedicated to what he's saying. Like I was, we were all kind of talking afterwards, and like he's legit one of the smartest people we've ever met but he just was kind of talking in circles on this stuff I'm like oh so this is one of those people so I'm <laughs> like well what can we do to get you to step out of this car like basically all he asked him for was his his uh driver's license and registration proof of insurance and he's like no I don't I don't have to provide that information to you I was like and and that's where you're wrong. So and we explained to him the difference between custodial arrest, detention, all that stuff. And he's like, No, there's all I'm either free to go or or I am a, a, a custodial arrest. I'm like, well, you're fixing to be the second one, buddy. <laughs> so, like, would you like to talk to a supervisor? Yes, I would. Cool. So we call over the, uh, the swing shift sergeant because ours was still, I think he was still doing some admin stuff or stuck in a drive through. I don't know. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the swing shift sergeant is old LAPD. So he used to be LAPD and then he lateraled up to us. And he very, in, I mean, in no uncertain terms, explains to him hey, look, you can either get out of the car or we can remove you from the car. It's up to you. 100% up to you, but you do not have an option. Or like you you don't have a choice. Like you're coming out of this car one way or the other. And, uh, and then he mentions to the other two people that were in the car, "Hey, um, at this point in time, our only dealings will be with the driver. If you two would like to leave, you are free to go." And it took them all of about a nanosecond to be like, "Well, good luck, buddy. <laughs> I'm out. Thank you very much." <laughs> so, enjoy the show. Yeah, like cuz I mean it, it was fixed to be bad. And uh so the rest of the guys pull back and kind of come up with their their plan on how they are going to uh use the necessary amount of force to remove him from the vehicle overcoming his resistance and then placing him under arrest. And our boss shows up and our our boss is very chill and he he's got the uh the language skills. So he comes up and Plays the Oshak's Mister Nice Guy and verbal judo. Says, "Look, why don't you want to c- comply with my officers and and come out of the car? It's like it's be real easy. Just because either way, like you're gonna come out. The only question is, are you gonna go to jail or are you gonna get a ticket? Give him the Denzel line. Yeah, you want to go to jail? You want to go home? I love using that, by the way. Me too. When I can. <laughs> a lot. And uh like all of a sudden, it was weird. Like the second um." Cause he had asked me for my name, and then I, I just went the whole spiel. I'm Officer Severa, badge, whatever. I work for this police department. And it was like a switch flipped. It was all of a sudden very compliant. And then my boss comes up, and he does the same thing. Hey, I'm Sergeant so-and-so with you know, this police department. Here's my badge number. He goes, hey, what can we do to get you out of this car? He, like, We're just going to give you a citation. He goes, I got your word. You got my word. Steps out. Just put in handcuffs. And then afterwards we find out like oh like, all of a sudden we had a we had a, a training dispatcher and all of a sudden like she she missed the felony warrant hit <laughs> Oh, boy <laughs> but she got the misdemeanor one so i was like hey man i know we said we were going to give you a ticket but um yeah you 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 got to go you you're going to have to go to jail on this one hey okay i understand he was it, like it it was getting ready to be a really good use of force and ended up being just...
0: Good. Okay. So... Sounds like he... So uh, was, he he saw the light. Yeah. Good. Because
1: it was... Yeah, he was about to have some broke windows and some bruises. Probably a bump or two.
0: A bump or two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, and then um, our our big case of the week. <laughs> and I have to be delicate in how I go about this because... Our suspect is a family member of a department member she okay. was not she was not very pleasant basically we get sent to a stabbing ends up being a domestic stabbing. yeah stabby stabby not a shooty shooty a stabby stabby where uh, some argument happened I got there a little bit later because it wasn't in my district it was in our sister one and uh someone got stabbed and uh, as a result of like a domestic uh argument <laughs> but the thing that that threw me is if you're a family member of a cop maybe don't do things that test the patience of every single cop there because she uh, and I kind of bothered by this because we should have she should have gone to the hospital to get cleared before going to jail because she was kicking the uh, car door she was like throwing her body weight against her when we were trying to adjust her handcuffs like it. And this is a family member of a police officer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Continue In, immediate family member, like same household. So, I mean, like I understand professional courtesy and I would want my kids or my family members afforded the same, you know, courtesy. Uh, but at some point I, I'm one that prescribes to the um, roadhouse theory of be nice until it's time it's to time not to be kill nice. Somebody, yeah. And it was time to not be nice to this young lady. So the whole time, like the whole way, like I don't know how I drew the short straw of transporting her down to the jail, but she was, I mean, kicking every. At one point, I thought the um, plexiglass divider was going to come through. Like I thought she was going to kick it loose. And did you add on any other charges? Um, I wasn't the arresting officer. Well, I yeah, did. but she's damaging I your did. vehicle. I, I Well, she didn't actually vandalize it or damage it to where you know there was visible damage. She was kicking hard. Okay. Um, I did, however, explain to the arresting officer when we were sorting out charges of, hey, up to you if you want to charge this, I'm going to write it. So all you have to do is write the charge on there, and my report will cover all of the elements for it, and then some. Uh, But she's good for resisting. And he decided to not go with it. I understand the decision. Why? Because he's still on probation. (laughs) So so he was kind of in a rough spot, too. But yeah, that's, I mean, and then when you go to write the report, you also, like, you know the person. Like, you know the family member. And you don't want to, like, kind of throw their family member under the bus. But at the same time, I had to keep reminding myself, like, well, how would I write this for anybody else? So, that was the... uh, you
0: don't write it like you would write it for somebody else.
1: Well, if the shoe fits, I mean, we're not supposed to do the whole preferential treatment. And if she had been way more cooperative, I would have been a hell of a lot... I would have felt a hell of a lot better um, sugarcoating things, so to speak. But if you're going to be a twat waffle. <laughs> um,
0: I'm sorry. What was that?
1: A twat waffle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>
0: you gave me hiccups. Mike. I was laughing so hard. I got to Hold on. For those
1: this, for this, of you not watching, Mike's dying. All right. Twat but, waffle. Yeah. If you're going to act like that, I'm, I'm not going to take it easy on you. And
0: i got to write that down because I, have, I haven't heard that one before. So yeah. yeah, see if
1: you can use that one, long eye, and then chevro legs.
0: What's the last one?
1: Chevro legs. So instead of Chevrolet, chevro right. legs. Is that someone with really nice legs? No, you just tell them to start, to, like someone who can't drive, like, well, start oh. up your chevro legs and go.
0: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
1: So, yeah, that was the excitement for the week. Uh, one of the recruit officers stopped a car that uh, came back on a um, APB hit for uh, strong arm robbery. So that was fun. That happened right before the stabbing. Wow. So we were getting that all situated, helping him, uh, well, for lack of a better term, unfuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> So that we could send all the info up to the robbery unit so they could, you know, decide if this is, the, uh, if this is their bad guy. This was definitely their car. Yeah. Good. But that well, was pretty much my week. It was, pretty, okay. it was pretty okay. I mean, there was a homicide last night, too, but I didn't go to it. So I don't have a cool homicide story. That's all
0: right. You don't need many of those. You'll have plenty. Yeah, I got time. I already have some pretty good ones. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And, so, and you only got like 27 more years or longer to go. So, Yeah. You know, it's an interesting
1: fact. I've hmm. never been one of the primary units dispatched to a homicide.
0: Oh. I've always shown up after the fact. So I don't know how it would work for you guys uh, as far as your paper goes because if you get dispatched, you're really not going to be writing that report. Report because it's going to be handed over to the detectives, I would presume.
1: Yeah, so we end up like, and same thing just, with our fatal crashes. This this your you write a skeleton. report. Yeah. You basically write a skeleton report of like saying, hey, I showed it. this is what I was dispatched to. Right. This, this is, is what, what happened I saw. when I got, when yeah. I got there. Uh, refer to the ass load right. of supplemental <laughs> reports right. for further details. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually like we've joked about it before. Like if you're the primary person on like a, a fatal crash or a homicide, like it's pretty easy. <laughs> you just yeah. like refer to everybody else.
0: Right. I do have a few things that happened on the last week I worked, and I've debated if I'm going to talk about them now because there's a few good ones that I wanted to talk about, but I will hold off until because I'm I'm working Monday, Tuesday, and then we record. Oh, Thursday, yeah. Thursday night, yeah. so I'll just add them in. And hopefully I've got nothing but Monday except eyelid checking because yeah. I'm going to be trying to get back on a night schedule. So that way you can be in
1: your car deep in thought. sometimes. Deep in thought. In deep in hopefully thought uh,
0: car spooning with someone else that needs some, yep. some assistance to watch me so I don't get stabbed by some asshole while I'm trying to you know, be deep in thought. Yep. So since I'm not going to share any of those stories, I did some searching around, and there was a few news stories that I just wanted to touch on. One of them I laughed at, and I, I told my buddies that I was hiking with about this story, because this story came to me while I was on my trip. And mind you, we're all cops, so everyone had the same response. They were all laughing their ass off, because that's what we do. I'll read it to you. Armed robber shot in face by armed victim. In Texas, just days after permitless carry begins,
1: the, vic-
0: <laughs> the victim was on his way to a Shell gas station. An armed robber was shot in the face in Texas when his in victim- the face. In the face. When his victim pulled out his own gun and shot at him. Just days after a Texas law went into effect, allowing residents to carry handguns without permits.
1: I believe that that is the definition of fuck around and find out.
0: That's right. He was shot in the face one time. He's at the hospital. He's going to live. He's conscious and breathing right now, Houston Police Department Lieutenant R. Wilkins said. The incident unfolded Wednesday evening in Houston when the victim was walking to a local Shell gas station to make a few purchases. The uh, reporting party is SBG San Antonio. Hello. So he's walking to get something to to buy. A car pulls up. Shitbag gets out of the car. Walks up Give to him. Give me your shit. He's approached by the uh, offender. The offender lifts his shirt to expose the gun and demands that he forks over any valuables. The Hold on, ho- I got something for you. <laughs> I got something for you right <laughs> here. The victim, however, was also armed and pulled out his weapon and shot the suspect in the face. The suspect is in the hospital and in police custody. This is the best so, part. It's Additionally, a lot of no charges are expected to be brought against the victim because he was defending himself. And the, the uh, lieutenant said, he's being extremely cooperative. He has no criminal history whatsoever. <laughs> this this incident comes after Governor Greg Abbott signed a constitutional carry bill into law this summer, allowing Texans to carry handguns in public without going through training or obtaining permits. The governor, Abbott, said... You could say that I signed into law today some laws that protect gun rights. But today, I signed documents that instilled freedom in the Lone Star State. So they went into effect uh, September 1st. I just had to share that because I don't know if many people listening have seen that story, and it's awesome. That's
1: absolutely
0: fantastic. Yes. Oh, I'm going to do two more because one of them that I see is, I saw a video of some diners, and you can probably just Google this, and in L.A., and these shitbags walk up to them right in the middle of the day and rob them at gunpoint as they're sitting outside eating. I don't know if you saw that video. I, I wish one of them it. had a gun. I try
1: not to pay attention to what happens in L.A. because it just makes me sad.
0: Yeah. All right. So every officer in a Missouri City Police Department resigns. Have you seen that? <laughs> I have not seen that. That's That's dedication. A small Missouri town lost its police chief and all the officers in the department after they abruptly announced their resignations. Three officers, a sergeant. Why why
1: did they, why did they resign, Mike?
0: Well, three officers, a sergeant, and a police chief of Kimberling City Police Department. Hello. Cited several reasons. Hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. Yes? Three officers.
0: Three officers. One sergeant. A sergeant. And and the chief. chief. That's the department I want to be a chief of. That's not this particular five, one.
1: It's a five-person department.
0: Yeah, I want to I run a five- to seven-person department.
1: I have more officers <laughs> in my district.
0: Yeah, well, and you have more problems in your district, apparently, than these Yeah, people. yeah. So they cited several reasons for leaving their posts, Brandon, including complaints about the pay rate and claiming they did not have the proper tools to perform their job. The town has a population of around 2,400 people, according to a 2010 census, so it's, you know, 11 years behind. It's a little dated. The Stone County Sheriff's Department will be getting fucked handling calls until the city officials can (laughs) fill the spots left by the former officers. Quote, until then, we will be answering all the calls in Kimberling City. We can't enforce any city ordinances, but any other calls we will be handling at this time, Sheriff Doug Rader told KY3 News. I'm sure he's stoked. Yeah, so uh, the chief resigned because he told the mayor, Bob Fritz, uh, that he wanted a change and to better himself, and then he went to another department. (laughs) So uh, Fritz called the resignation unexpected and said the pay and benefit concerns would be addressed for the new hires in order to retain the town's (laughs) police force. Uh, We're looking for officers. Uh, We're looking for a new police chief, and I think we'll be fine, Fritz said.
1: It's fine. We're fine. It's fine.
0: We're fine. Adding that officials are working diligently to fill the empty rolls. There's nothing to see here. Just The, just, the, just, the resignations <laughs> come as the United States has endured a climate of anti-police rhetoric across the nation since last year's summer of shit unrest, early retirements.
1: No, no. no s- summer of riots. Yeah. Let's call it what it was. They were riots. They weren't peaceful protests. They no, mostly were mostly peaceful riots. protests. They were straight up
0: riots. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Uh, I I found that amusing. That's hilarious. I love it. Poor Sheriff's Department. Those deputies are going, oh, fuck.
1: Like, oh, come on. Wait, what do you want us to do? What?
0: (laughs) Uh, And then my wife read this one to me. And I said, can you please send that to me? Because I have to, I'm going to show a picture on YouTube. It was on Yahoo News. That's how my wife gets all of her news. (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo. (laughs) Yahoo News. So, good. a lawyer dressed as Michael Myers arrested after roaming Texas Beach as a prank, cops say. And there's a picture of him being forced to the ground do, in the sand. Do you want to get shot? Because that's Michael how you get Myers shot. Michael Myers mask on. Well, now, hold on. A lawyer dressed as a horror movie character on a Texas beach said his eccentric actions were just a prank to make people smile. But it also led to the arrest of Mark Metzger. The Galveston attorney. Some people saw roaming a local beach in a Michael Myers costume. I now, said to Kim, "What's let's the be, charge? Let's be clear. Yes. Let's
1: be clear. Not Michael Myers, the actor who plays. That's Mike Myers. Austin Powers. That's not Mike Myers. That's Mike not Myers. The fat fuck <laughs> documentarian. No, not that piece. We're of talking shit. about Michael Myers from Halloween. Yes. Who straight up. Murders, fools.
0: Yes, he does. And there's a new Halloween he did movie this, coming out, and
1: he did this to bring a smile to people's faces.
0: Yeah. Um, Apparently, you don't have to be smart to be a lawyer, folks. Uh, no, but I have to. This ties into a personal story. That's why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> so, anyways, right, let's, let's he was hear Mike, arrested Mike for disorderly conduct. Uh, police received yeah, a call I don't Monday know what you're charging with about a masked man holding what appeared to be a bloody knife. While walking on the beach, ahead of Tropical Storm Nicholas, officers found Metzger dressed as the serial killer from the Halloween movies and put him in handcuffs before determining the blood and knife were fake. Of course. there's a good picture of him holding this knife behind his back. Metzger said in a Facebook post Monday night he was still fuzzy on what exactly was illegal. <laughs> He's yeah, a lawyer. I, I, yeah, I mean...
1: I understand they charge them with disorderly conduct. That's the um, only thing you can charge them with. But I don't know what the elements of disorderly conduct are because we don't have that in California. Oh, we have it. We use it a lot. Well, yeah. I, I feel like it's the like blanket thing that you can yeah, use. Yeah, it is. On, if someone's disturbed. Us, well, like In California, it's like Penal Code 415, just disturbance.
0: It's a breach of the peace. Yeah. So if your piece was breached, it's a disorderly conduct for us. So. Yeah, but
1: I have literally never seen anybody charged with 415.
0: Oh, we charge people all the time with DC. We
1: we use it as like probable co- or for like reasonable suspicion for
0: a stop. Yeah. Oh, we can't. That doesn't apply li- for us.
1: Yeah. Like, we, but yeah. we'll never.
0: So he's never got a quote here. But he He says, "Bringing positive vibes." To the gloom and doom out there, generating some laughter, helping people crack a smile, and restoring our faith in humanity through humor is one hundred percent what I'm about. It's all he I've been about my entire as life. As
1: a horror movie murderer,
0: he does say my methods might not work for everyone, but I guarantee I'll please more than I piss off. I doubt that. I seriously doubt that. There's a Twitter video with him walking down the beach dressed like this. So let me tell you my personal story about that.
1: Hold on, hold on. I want to address this real quick. Because he's in Texas, correct? (laughs)
0: Hell yeah. In in Tejas. In Texas.
1: Where they have permitless carry, correct? They do, as of 1st, yes. Okay. Do you want to get shot in the face? Because this is how you get shot in the face.
0: Wait, just one last quote. I just read it for the first time. Fuck. He said... It felt like a scene out of Scooby-Doo after they handcuffed me and pulled the mask off. Like, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling Karens, you know? (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. This guy needs to be put on a hold. So, I might show this video on YouTube that I'm about to speak about. I have it somewhere. Uh, It had to be two years ago. We have a piano. I don't play. My wife plays, and she used to teach lessons. You're not a pianist? No, I'm a drummer. I make the quite opposite sounds on skins, not a penis. (laughs) So Kim plays Halloween really well on the the piano. (laughs) So I have a huge set of coveralls, but they're beige. Oh, I got some dark blue ones too, like Michael Myers, but I have beige ones. So for Halloween, I'll put these beige coveralls on. And then normally I put on a Jason mask. Just then, to confuse people? And I've got a Freddy Krueger hat. <laughs>
1: like So definitely just to confuse people.
0: Yeah, I've got three things going on. You know, uh, <laughs> one, one year I sat in a chair. Where I'll put a CD player behind the bushes playing Goosebumps music, right? Screams and all that stuff. I'll put the bowl of candy at my feet. I'll put a pillow in my coveralls and I'll lay back in my chair. And I got gauntlet gloves on and then Kim throws leaves on top of me and I just sit there and then people come up to get the candy and they look at me. Sometimes they like poke me in the stomach. I don't move. It feels like, you know, a pillow cause it is. And then they reach down <laughs> to get the candy and I'm like, make sure you get the chocolate or whatever. And it scares the shit out of them. They fall off my porch. Kids have come back to silly string me. We know you're real. You know, they're like on the driveway, 30 feet down spraying me. So, I still have that get up around here. And it had to be two years ago at Halloween. It was a beautiful night out. It's October. Obviously, it's, windows are open. It's uh, like a warm October night. I put the stuff on. And now Kim bought a, a Mike Myers mask. Do you know who Mike Myers, uh, the mask, is based off of? I do not. Next time you look at the Michael Myers mask, the killer goes to get this mask. So it had to be of someone, and that's what he uses. Hmm. William Shatner is the actual mask. (laughs) So we have a Michael Myers mask. So I I put the stuff on, the the big um, coveralls, and I put the Michael Myers mask on, and I get the butcher knife from the kitchen, and then I go outside. Oh, so you go real knife. (laughs) I go real knife. Because this is just me. I'm not going up to people. But I'm standing on my porch, right? And Kim's filming with her phone. So the living room window, the front window's behind like where, where I am. So she's at the piano. Back there's the window. And I start off on this side. I had to stand on my toes because I wasn't tall enough to get over the middle of the window. So I'm on my toes and I you can just see she's playing the Halloween song and you can just see me coming to frame like this slow with the knife on my hand. And I cross the dog goes nuts. He's barking out the window. I cross the window. I disappear. We kept doing it over and over. And I thought to myself, "If the fucking police roll by. <laughs> I'm going to get shot. You're getting shot. Because I'm outside this window holding a knife with a mask on, Michael Myers, and going this slow. I'm going to try my hardest to find this video. And I'll, I'll share it on the YouTube and the broadcast. <laughs> but it was awesome. So anyways, I like, that's why I like this story. Uh, he called the people Karens. But he's lucky one of those Karens didn't pull a gun and shoot his ass <laughs> Yeah, although he w- he wasn't near it. From the pictures I've seen, there'll be a link to the story in the YouTube uh, video, and uh, link look in the pic- description below. Look in the description below. I haven't seen anybody else on the beach, so it's not like he's walking up to people. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just walking. <laughs> so just after a walk, being a total fucking weirdo so for the walk. All right, so. Unfortunately, Brandon, since the last time we've done the show, which was three weeks ago when we actually did a, a normal show, because we had the nine eleven tribute, then we had our Nothing Sad show last week. The non-depressing episode, as it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there have been like 40 police officers that have passed away since we last did our... Roll call of police officers. So, what we're going to do this week is I am going to read the names. I can do the first twenty, and you can do the last twenty if you want to do that. If you have it in front of you, if not, don't worry about it. I'll I don't. I don't have it. So we can <laughs> scroll I, I the names. I don't have it. I don't really got it. Okay, so um, you, you're not going to participate. That's fine. I'll have to do it myself. Or, like you said, we'll see if I scroll the names. That doesn't work for the people listening in their car. (laughs) It only works for people watching the YouTube, the YouTubes, the YouTubes. So I will um, actually, I'll read the names of the officers. It's only—I don't want to sound like an—it's—it's not only forty. It is forty, but it's not, you know, a thousand. So thank God. But forty officers. Now, me and you were talking before the show, as I looked this up. 30 of the officers, if I remember right, were COVID-related. Yeah, I think it was
1: something like 34 COVID. And then I think like nine gunfire. Or oh, no, that would be too many already. No,
0: two gunfire, two I think gunfire, fire, an accident. One accident. A couple heart attacks. Yeah. The one gunfire one. Is sad. I
1: yeah, mean, well, they're all sad, but that are really sad. sad. But
0: that one's really sad, and I'll, I'll get to him in a minute. It has been a while since we have done the officers down. Yeah. Because I'm I'm looking on here. I think they even added some before in between the last ones that we did, you know? Yeah. So while while
1: Mike's looking for that, I'll take a minute real quick because I've been big on this whole, like, hey, don't let the uh, news cycle move on while we still have American citizens trapped over in Afghanistan. And I know we don't usually promote other podcasts on this show, but I'm going to do it real quick because I think it's important for people to listen to this episode. It's going to be the Drinking Bros podcast episode 896. Okay. With their special guest is Nick Palmashano. Nick is a former Army Ranger. And he was one of the people on... Uh, Not the Task Force Pineapple that everyone's heard so much about. Uh, This one was Task Force 6-8, after Isaiah 6-8. He, along with Tim Kennedy and several other uh, very special operators, were in the country of Afghanistan for, I think, 10 days and evacuated 10% of the total amount of people evacuated out of that country and got to the point that they were becoming so efficient at it that the State Department and Defense Department were asking them To coordinate things. Please go listen to it. Understand what kind of hellhole Afghanistan has turned into. And do not let these people. Move on from the fact. That the blood of these people. Is on their hands. And that we still have American citizens. Over
0: there. And. We will. I will find a link for that. And put it in the descriptions. uh, For the YouTube channel. And possibly if I can. I'll add it in our description of the show for your podcast platform it won't be a hyperlink but you can just copy and paste it yeah all right sorry uh, thank you brandon for bringing that up by the way i'll keep bringing it up until we get them out good okay so here we go august 22nd The Beeville Police Department in Texas, Patrolman Matthew Adam Jimenez, COVID-19. Dallas Police Department, end of watch, August 22nd, Reserve Police Officer David Ruiz, COVID-19. Polk County Sheriff's Office in Florida, August 23rd, Deputy Sheriff Christopher Broadhead, COVID-19. Sullivan County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee, Deputy Sheriff Roger A. Mitchell, August 24th, end of watch, COVID 19. Colquitt Police Department in Georgia, Chief of Police Kenneth Kirkland, end of watch, August 25th, cause heart attack. Wayne County Sheriff's Office in Georgia, Captain Joseph Manning, end of watch, August 25th, COVID 19. Sergeant John Lee Trout, Sr. of the Bernice Police Department in Oklahoma, end of watch August 25th, COVID 19. Shelby County Sheriff's Office Corrections Deputy Lakeisha Tucker, end of watch August 25th, 2021, COVID 19. Austin Police Department, austin texas senior police officer randolph boyd jr end of watch august 25th 2021 covid19 sergeant gary i'm sorry sergeant clay garrison port of galveston police department in texas end of watch wednesday august 25th 2021 covid19 orange beach police department in alabama Police officer Brandon Ard, end of watch Thursday, august twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, caused COVID nineteen. The Galt Police Department in California. Police Officer Herminder Gruel. End of watch Thursday, august twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, cause automobile crash. Florida Department of Corrections, Correctional Officer Trainee, Whitney Cloud. End of watch Thursday, August 26th, 2021, cause inadvertent gunfire. Austin Police Department in Texas, Senior Sergeant Steve Urias. End of watch Thursday, August 26th, 2021, COVID-19. Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, Law Enforcement Division. Sergeant Christopher Ray Wilson, August 26th, COVID-19. Police Officer Michael Weiskopf, St. Petersburg Police Department in Florida. End of Watch Friday, August 27th, 2021, COVID-19. Hayes County Sheriff's Office in Texas. Corrections Officer James N. Henry, end of watch Friday, August 27th, 2021, COVID-19. Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Sean C. Herrick, end of watch Saturday, August 28th, 2021, COVID-19. The Sheridan Police Department in Arkansas, Patrolman Shane Green, end of watch Sunday, August 29, 2021 COVID-19 United States Department of Homeland Security Customs and Border Protection Border Patrol Agent Chad E. McBroom end of watch Sunday, August 29, 2021 COVID-19 Clay County Sheriff's Office in Florida Deputy Sheriff Clint Robin Siegel Sunday, August 29th, 2021, COVID-19. Owasso Police Department in Oklahoma, Patrol Officer Edgar Buddy Pales, Jr. End of Watch, Sunday, August 29th, 2021, COVID-19. Caldwell County Sheriff's Office in Texas, Sergeant Jason Donaldson, End of watch Sunday, August 29, 2021. Cause COVID-19. Deputy First Class William Diaz of the Lee County Sheriff's Office in Florida. End of watch Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. COVID-19. Overland Park Police Department in Kansas. Police Officer Freddie Joe Castro. End of watch Tuesday, August 31st, 2021 cause of COVID-19. Cotton Valley Police Department in Louisiana, Police Officer Trey Copeland, end of watch August 31st, 2021, heart attack. Colorado County Sheriff's Office in Texas, Deputy Sheriff Carlos David Ortiz, end of watch Tuesday, August 31st, 2021, COVID-19. Lieutenant Robert Travelstead of the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office in California. End of watch Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. COVID-19. Jacksonville Beach Police Department in Florida. Sergeant Daniel Eugene Watts. End of watch Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. COVID-19. Sergeant Brian Mole of the Connecticut State Police. End of watch, Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. Weather slash natural disaster. Sergeant William Jeffrey Yancey, Lake City Police Department in Georgia. End of watch, Thursday, September 2nd, 2021, COVID-19. Investigator Richard Wendell Humphrey of the Baldwin County District Attorney's Office in Alabama. Friday, September 3rd, 2021, cause of COVID-19. Deputy Sheriff Jody Smith of the Carroll County Sheriff's Office in Georgia. End of watch, September 3rd, 2021, COVID-19. Overton County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee, Detective Sergeant Derek E. Sidwell. End of watch, Friday, September 3rd, 2021, COVID-19. City Marshal Michael Allen Keithley, West Police Department in Texas. End of watch Friday, September 3rd, 2021, COVID-19. Hernando County Sheriff's Office Detective Tom Breedlove. End of watch Saturday, September 4th, 2021, COVID-19. Police Officer Edgar Morris of the Collierville Police Department in Tennessee, end of watch, September 4th, 2021, COVID-19. Investigator Dusty Wainscott of the Grayson County Sheriff's Office in Texas, end of watch, Wednesday, September 8th, 2021, heart attack. Special Agent Dustin Slavicek of the Texas Department of Public Safety Criminal Investigations Division, Sunday, September 12th, 2021, COVID-19. Police Officer Noah Ryan LeBlanc, Laguna Vista Police Department in Texas, end of watch Monday, September 13th, 2021, COVID-19. And Officer Blaze Madrid Evans, Independence Police Department in Missouri, end of watch Wednesday, September 15th, 2021 from gunfire. He and his FTO were ambushed when they showed up to a call and he got shot in the neck. That was a long list. Brandon. So prayers go out to each and every one of those families and departments from us. And hopefully we won't have a list like that. any again, anytime soon. Yeah. Hopefully this is the last time we have to, uh,
1: do this segment that's what I'd like,
0: yeah, I wouldn't mind, so we usually do a hero of the week and a badass of the week, and we've got a bunch of heroes saved up from over the weeks that we we just keep you know we go to the top of the list, but I will defer the heroes slash badass to just be one person or one group of people, and that it is the two deputies in florida that were ambushed right yep by the the guy so if people don't know what i'm talking about i will put a link in uh in the in the descriptions below to go look at this video if you want to see it it's very hard to watch uh as a police officer and civilians specifically but two sheriffs were on a traffic stop they tried to get this shit bag out of a car he came out of the car with a pistol grip rifle.
1: Yeah, it, it's um, I forget the actual like name for it. I think it's actually called like an AR pistol or something like that.
0: All right, so it um, happened in Brevard County Sheriff's Office. Uh, one shootout, or the shootout left one of the deputies injured and the gunman dead off US 192 near Mel near West Melbourne. On the Facebook page, I don't know if you've seen this because I sent the link in the rundown. I might get one of these shirts. They're selling shirts because of this incident. The back of the shirt shows the hashtag magdump <laughs> <laughs> and a spent magazine dropping from a handgun. I like it. Yeah, I, I like it too. So these guys get the car out. Dash cam video shows this gunfight between uh, the Brevard deputies and the suspect after they were ambushed. There was a two month old baby in that car by the way, where the asshole came out of. Yes. So dash cam video shows the suspect. He's from Kokoa. I'm not going to say his name because he's a fucking piece of shit. He abruptly opened fire on two deputies with a pistol grip assault rifle during the August 30th afternoon traffic stop. Deputy Brian Potters was shot in the lower leg. They've now released his name after uh, this shipbag rushed out of the back seat with a rifle. Or Wilder also struck Potters multiple times with a firearm in the video show. So he shoots the deputy in the leg. Deputy goes down, says he's hit. You can hear the audio. Guy starts pistol whipping him.
1: Yeah, I don't know if the gun jammed or if he just ran dry, but then he started using it as a club.
0: Right, so then he's hitting the deputy on the ground. And then the other deputy, Tyler Toman, walked up and fired more than a dozen shots killing this piece of shit. He used the appropriate amount of force. Let there to be no doubt. That's right. This individual got exactly what he deserved. says the Facebook post. And to those out there who might be foolish enough to ask why we shot him so many times, that answer is simple. Because evil can never be dead enough. Right? Damn. According to the Urban Dictionary, a mag dump means to fire a rifle or pistol as fast as possible until all ammunition in the magazine has been expended. The deputies' actions saved their lives and the lives of others at the scene, including a two-month-old baby in the backseat of a car that was in the line of fire. So you can buy a T-shirt in reference to this. It's a fundraiser uh, to help. The Brevard, Brevard Sheriff's deputies. So it's 20 bucks. I might order one. But uh, we'll put a link to the story. And you can just Google it, too. Brevard County Sheriff's Shootout, and you'll find it. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. The, the video's going around social media like wildfire right now. Yeah.
0: The sheriff's awesome, too. <laughs> Sheriff Wayne Ivey. His viral quote, you can never be dead enough. So... It was amazing. I first heard it. I think we were in the car driving. It was the day we were driving around uh, in the park out in Wyoming. We weren't specifically on our hike. We were just driving around. And uh, my buddy in the back was playing it. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are you watching? Because it's really Yeah, it goes from
1: from zero to 100 real quick.
0: Yeah. So I I recommend people watch it. Because we know every time we pull over a car, we have no effing idea, what's coming out of that car. This is broad daylight in the afternoon. Doesn't matter what yeah. time you're stopping a car—morning, noon, or night—the shit's out there. Well, and if you watch the video, like the the deputies are having
1: just a very normal conversation with the guys.
0: Yeah, and then I don't the know which
1: flips and the fights on.
0: Right, and I don't know if they were using that tactic—just hey, you know, pretending that this is no big deal. I'm sure they were. On guard to some point, but within seconds this asshole jumps out of the car with that crazy Yeah, it just goes to show you how quickly some like just somebody
1: can go from zero to, to full throttle.
0: Yeah. Guess what? what? That concludes our law enforcement section of the show. I'm gonna Dope. toast I'm gonna toast you with some water. Cheers. I see you're drinking water too. Yeah, but my water tastes better. <laughs> it's carbonated.
1: And it's cheaper. Well, not than that water. That water's pretty cheap.
0: I'm going to say this water really didn't cost me much. Okay. We have a question this week.
1: We do. Can I... Is it, is it from anybody else? Or is it from our, <laughs> our
0: superstar? Our super fan? I'm calling him super fan. He is a super fan. Now, the Sopranos Talking, Pod, T- Talking Sopranos podcast just did their super fan episode. And I'm very disappointed that I wasn't picked. I give them shout-outs on Instagram all the time. I listen all the time. I watch every episode. Then I listen to the show. I guess 10,000 people applied to be the super fan. They picked eight people. I wasn't one of them. But if we had to pick a super fan, it would be David Franklin of oh, yeah. 516 Woodworks. And then David Miller is like right behind there. And then Mike from Rockstar Woodworks. We got we got some good see, ones out there. See, David Miller is my personal favorite. <laughs> Keep sending you lasers if he'd send me, and he called you the the show host. So hey, why hey. wouldn't you love him? It's my show, Mike.
1: <laughs> get on board. I, I heard. <laughs>
0: <sighs> All right. Okay, so this is David's question. I will let him ask it.
1: Hey, how's it going, guys? David from Five Sixteen Woodworks just wanted to send off another question to you guys. I was in my local gun shop today, and they had a flyer for a gun show coming up. And I was wondering if you guys have ever done any type of like gun shows, craft shows, art shows, I don't know, pop-up vendor type things. I've been seeing a lot of people post about them on Facebook and Instagram, but I've never been able to do something like that. I mean, I work a full-time job, so it's hard to keep up inventory. Most of the stuff is just uh orders by orders. If you have done them, what kind of advice do you have for it? And if you have not... Do you plan on maybe doing one in the future? Are you going to try to look into it for something for this year or maybe in 22? Anyways, thanks for always answering all my questions. Glad you guys have this podcast going on. Stay safe this week. Well, my question is, did did David get a gun? If so,
0: what kind would he get? Like, I want to know. David, thank you for that question. That was was fantastic. So out here, there's a, a village near me. Near where I work and they uh, use the all state arena parking lot on Sundays and they do a big flea market. I don't know if my city that I live in actually has craft shows and stuff, but, uh, when I get off the stupid midnight shift, I will
1: be when you retire.
0: Yes. (laughs) When I retire and work a regular, you know, day job, uh, I'll be heading up to that, uh, flea market i think it's on sundays spring through fall and i think brandon and i were talking about it a few weeks ago i wanted to start when i get closer to that next year start making some stuff to bring with me because i've never done it where i bring 10 flags and cutting boards and different stuff never done it i know a number of people in our woodworking community that do do it and have done it i don't know if brandon has though um i've i've never done a craft
1: show or or a gun show um, that's actually one of the goals I had for this year, but with things getting busy like they have and just life occurring, I don't, I don't think I'm going to meet that goal this year because the hard thing is to just build up inventory. I feel like if you're going to go to one of those shows, you got to have like, probably like you said, like 10, 10, to a dozen flags, probably 10 to a dozen cutting boards, charcuterie boards or whatever you're going to, you know, sell. Yeah. You you probably need at least some sort of inventory. And then probably some way for folks to submit like a custom order.
0: Right. So, well, then you, I would imagine you have, you know, your business cards and hopefully a website yeah. by then and yeah. direct them towards it's, your Etsy I mean, shop. Like you said, your flags have 900 options for you on your Etsy shop, as do mine. So they can well, really and that's customize. The thing like all of there. those,
1: all of those, all those options through the Etsy shop are all ones that, like, have been requested. Right. So, it's um, But, like, as far as the shows go, I know that there's, like, kind of a vendor show or a vendor fair uh, that the city here does. Um, it's in a horrible location. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife did it a couple times when she was selling uh, the Norwex cleaning stuff. And, uh, like, you go out there, you set up your little tent and stuff. But it's, I mean, here we live in a small town. So there's not a lot of foot traffic through there. There's a couple of uh, other places that hold them, and uh, but I th- and our we actually have a, uh, our chamber of commerce actually has a little retail store that you can um, kind of list stuff in. And that's actually something I was thinking about doing. But again, you have to have, in my opinion, you got to have inventory. You got to have some sort of thing that you can put out there and swap stuff out or replenish. On a fairly consistent basis, and I mean, you and I have talked about this, you know, a a couple times of like, most people that work like a nine to five, they can come home after work, have some time, you know, some downtime with the family, dinner, hang out, and then go in the garage for, you know, like two, three hours, and get some work done. For you and I, working midnights, we get home, and I'm telling you, we're functioning zombies, there's been more than one occasion where I've, I've fallen asleep on my drive home. And thankfully there's little rebel strips on the side of the road that wake me up. But yeah, when we get home, we're, we're dead. And then we wake up and we're still jacked up. And in my case, like I have, you know, three small kids that want to see dad before he goes off to work. Or I'd like to actually sometimes talk to my wife and then, and then it's off to work. So I, I think, the shift work that you and I do is counterproductive to building up an inventory. Like sometimes, and I know you kind of feel the same way. It's, it's all we can do to get one order done, you know, let alone two. So I know a vendor show is something I would love to do, but I don't know how, uh, how soon that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. My other issue with that, Brandon is where do you put all that shit? I don't have a ton of space. Oh yeah. Here. No, me either. So I'd have to start piling stuff, flags, and everything else outside of my shop. I certainly couldn't keep it in the shop. I don't, my shop's not that big. I'd be taking over the other parts of the house, you know. And yeah, and then once you get a finish
1: on that on the stuff, then you have to worry about creating sawdust that's going to get on there. So I, I've actually toyed with the idea of having, you know, Rubbermaid bins that are big enough that I can store some of the flags in you know, seal them up and then kind of have them off to the side until it's time to to actually do one of these shows. And it's kind of the same thing with cutting boards, it's just having yeah, storage you could, containers. Right,
0: put bubble wrap around them. and put, yeah. I guess that would work for me for my, my bottle openers and stuff, you know, because I can store them in a container. Yeah. But I don't know if I, I – I just went looking for a large uh, container for my hiking gear at Menards, and I think the biggest one I found was only 29 inches long. You know, yeah, which a is a problem too. if you got
1: a thirty-six inch yes. flag.
0: I can put all kinds of small flags in there, but when it comes to the large flags, well, you know what the hell? Where are you going to put those? So yeah, and that's kind of the issue
1: I have right now is I have um so with the tumbler orders that I got <laughs> that I pre-sold. It's tough because I have right now I have twenty-four tumblers in two cases that are sitting out on my on my assembly table with another. Six that are sitting out there too. Well, now I got to find storage for all that stuff because I have a like I think uh four 30 ounce tumblers that I have to do. Well, I still have like eight left over there, and then I have five 20 ounces to do, and then well, I still have a whole case. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, so I got to have you know places to kind of store right. that stuff, which I do have a shelf that's kind of up high that I can I think I can probably put that stuff on, but I mean, the way that these freaking tumblers sold right off the bat, like. I got a feeling I'm not going to be storing them that long because <laughs> I got to get these done before I can even list them on Etsy because right. I don't want to list that like, hey, you know, I have tumblers for selling and I still got to do nine of them before I can even get to an Etsy order.
0: I could always use the garage in the spring and summer when that is going on, I guess, if I had to because – yeah. It, and it's not extreme weather, so I can park outside. But then you just get well. My I,
1: my garage is my shop.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I have I don't use my garage just for my cars. Especially in the spring, you get sap all over the cars. That sucks because I'm under. I got big trees in front of my house. Yeah, and the fall you get the leaves that go in there and stain your paint. So I I want to park in the garage all the time. So
1: yeah, you have all kinds of crazy weather out there. We have yeah. pretty much like same leak cold and yeah. then nice
0: yeah nice Sometimes Sometimes most of the really time. hot <laughs> yeah well uh thanks for that question dave let us know if you do do one uh so we can help you get the word out do 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 do. we'll help spread the word on the instagrams so uh brandon what are you working on you got like 30 tumblers you gotta do yeah it. so <laughs> so i uh i had a A total of 11
1: that I had to do, and you know, wouldn't you know it, before I went back to work this last week, I couldn't sleep, so I got two of those engraved, so I have one order that's out of the way, and then I have my big order, uh, which is going to be a total of nine. So I have uh, four 30-ounce tumblers and then five 20-ounce ones that I have to uh, get engraved. The 30-ounce ones, those engravings are going to each be probably close to an hour and a half. Each each engraving each engraving Wow. because it's it's two logos on on the thirty ounce ones, and then the uh the twenty ounce ones it should be able to get down to about forty forty five
0: are you putting your logo on one side
1: yeah so the okay. uh the big order is for my stepmom and my dad um over at boneyard customs and restoration they wanted. The 30-ounce ones are going to be, like, personal for them, so they want uh, their logo and mine on there. And then the 20-ounce ones are going to be for uh, just for their business, so it's going to have just their logo on there. So I have the design already done, so I don't have to do any computer work. That's cool. So I can just uh, plug plug and play.
0: Good. So that's that's it. That's what you're doing. You're like Tumblr madness. Yeah, that's, that's going to go. I need
1: to – I'm probably not going to get to it this weekend because on Saturday I'm finally going back to a ballpark. I'm going to go watch the Giants take on the Braves. The Western the,
0: champion, Western no, division no, no, champion. No, no. The, they what, oh, they just the they clinched the They're in playoff. the playoffs okay.
1: because the Dodgers don't seem to want to lose. Well, they like, are the Giants, Dodgers. Yeah, well, the Giants have won nine out of the last ten and lost a game in the standings. Yeah, that, no one, that's the level that these two teams are operating on right now.
0: We <laughs> have the biggest lead. The White Sox and the division. Yeah, you also so.
1: play in a shit division.
0: I don't care, man. You still got to beat those teams.
1: <laughs> I would be curious to see what your record is in division. but
0: That's not great against um, Kansas City. I think they split. Yeah,
1: which is dog crap.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. They the don't c- get the up AL, for that. The
1: AL Central is dog crap. They don't get up the for The National for League West teams. is, without question, the toughest division in baseball. The Potters, without question. No, the AL East. Without question. No. No, not even close.
0: Boston, Toronto, have close. you seen what Toronto's doing? You have two doing? teams,
1: you have two teams right now in the National in the National League West that are almost at 100 wins. And you have the Padres, which are yes, they're falling off a cliff.
0: Hmm. But they're not off the cliff yet. Let's see what we got. Tampa Bay, 91 Kent- wins. Okay. Toronto, 82 wins. Boston, okay. 83 wins. Yankees, okay. 82 wins. Okay. Sox, 83. Houston, 86. Okay. I'm going over to the National League right now. Yeah, do that. San Francisco 95, Dodgers Correct. 94, San Diego 76. They'll be lucky to finish 500. Milwaukee 89. The NL East is a pile of No, oh, yeah, the NL East is Atlanta like a Cupcake 76. Philly's got 74 wins and they're only 2 games out of first place. Yeah. And the Mets are 3 games under.
1: And there's the Mets. <laughs> love <laughs> to see old the Mets, Mets struggle.
0: So, all right, back to woodworking. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're I, going I, to a game?
1: I, yeah, so I'm going to a game with my uh, with my patrol team. So that's going to be fun. Oh, fun. And then I do have a uh I got to build a bookcase for my neighbors. Well, I don't have to, I get to. They were nice enough to to ask me to do it rather than send their money to like IKEA or something. And then um I had a guy I used to serve with in the military who just hit me up for a uh, a charging station for two laptops, some iPads, and uh, I think that's it. How big is that thing gonna be? It's gonna be pre- it's gonna be pretty big. So it's like a a MacBook. So I'm gonna try to work it to where the skinny end goes. So if we're going width-wise, the skinny end is the height. Okay. So, so that way stack it's not up. taking up an entire table, right. we can kind of shrink it down a little bit and still have things side by side.
0: Will the laptops lay flat on them or sit in them?
1: They'll lay flat. So I'm gonna laptop, kinda do it, laptop. I'm going to kind of do it to where each one has its own little space to riser. be Riser? Yeah. Yeah. And then have a place where you can kind of feed the cords down.
0: Okay. These are not going to be wireless charging stations? I don't think that they're wireless compatible. Well, not the laptops,
1: but the phones. Well, it's not for the phones. It's for uh, iPads, like tablets and stuff. iPads and computers. Okay. That's cool. So cord management will be a thing. Yeah. What kind of uh, wood? Uh, So we're going to try to save a little bit of money. We're going to do pine, and then we're going to stain it. uh, Probably a dark walnut. Okay. Because that looks – actually looks really nice. I'm curious
0: to see how that turns out. Me too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. No, I'm kind of using it. So I have a, a charging station for my cell phone and my watch upstairs that I've had for years. Okay. I'm kind of using that as like uh kind of inspiration for it, except it's going to be much bigger. Right. It's just enlarged. Yeah. Engorged. Engorged. Cool. <laughs> so probably next weekend I'll go get all the wood for all that and then probably get the wood for the, uh, the pantry doors because we've been holding off on that to save a little bit of money because... You know, wood is still expensive. Is it? It's Holy coming down. Holy shit, I just bought some poplar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were saying even poplars through the roof. But at least sheet goods is starting to come down. Yeah, which, I guess
0: dimensional lumber and sheet goods. But um, Yeah, so, yeah, no, hardwoods are still stupid. I went to get the poplar, and then I robbed a bank first because oh, yeah. I... Couldn't I get was, the good refinance on your home? Man, I was telling you that I bought eight eight-foot one by 12s Poplar, finished four sides from Menards. I think the 8-foot f- sections used to run like $59 or whatever. I spent 85 bucks a board, and I, I'm doing five flags, so I needed eight boards. And uh, it's going to cost me in lumber alone per flag, like close to $90 Jeez. per flag. And then that's not including... Stain and time and everything else. So, I have all the boards sitting here, and I need to try out that dust mask I got from the base camp one. The base camp one. So, I'm going to be putting it through its paces probably next week. I'll probably cut Hmm. all this lumber on Wednesday when I'm off. Hmm. I already have. (laughs) I've already put it through the paces. I already know how it performs. I already know it's great. Well, good. So I'm looking forward to feeling the greatness. of. I'll be right. wearing my Rock Rooster boots and my Base Camp mask.
1: So you're just wearing all your free shit, huh? All
0: my free shit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to cut those, uh, all that wood for those, and then I'll be able if to. If anybody would like
1: to sponsor me, I am more than happy <laughs> more to than hawk than happy. your shit. Yes. More than happy. So even just if I find a product I like, like driver back, like I freaking
0: love driver back. I need to still get a driver back setup. I don't. You have don't it. have one? No. You need, you need
1: to like as soon as we're done, you need to go reach out to, to Michelle. Sleep. No, you need to reach out to Michelle. Say hey, this is the impact driver I have. Please send me one. Okay. Actually, no, just go to their website, and then you can pick whatever uh, bits you want on it. Yeah, I'll uh, definitely do that. Because I I won I won my first one, and then. When I got another impact driver, the, the very next thing I did was <laughs> is go to driverback.com one. and get another driver back for that impact driver with different bits. So now I can kinda Oh, that's cool. You can switch them out too. So now I have one that's like I have each one is dedicated for something.
0: So how it works is it sits around your impact driver, you pull a bit out and then put it in?
1: Yep. It, is it on the it lanyard?
0: Yeah, it's on a lanyard on a spring. So
1: then, when you take it out, you can let go and it just psh, goes yeah. right back. Okay, it's fantastic. It's it's the tool accessory. I I think it's a tool in and of itself. It's a tool you didn't need, you didn't know that you needed.
0: Right until you see it and use it.
1: Yeah, until you use it, and then you're like, why have I not had this?
0: Cool. Yeah, I, I'm looking at their page, and I, I'm familiar with them because you know they're pretty popular. I just wanted to see yeah. how stays on there. That's pretty cool. So it's... It I even is, did some um, research for them and found yeah. out
1: that uh the Cobalt XTR impact driver, the one that is built for their regular Cobalt 1 fits the XTR.
0: Oh, all right. I just have Ryobi. Yeah, that's what I so have too. That's where
1: I'm at. i was thinking of uh, like upgrading to something else, but I I like my Ryobi stuff and then the XTRs came out and they had a really good deal at Lowe's. So it was supposed to... From everything I saw from... All of the reviews, I mean, they were performing at like the same level as DeWalt and Milwaukee. Okay. So I was like, cool, let me get in on the ground floor of their XTR line. And then like they stopped expanding it because they came out with Flex, which if you look at Flex, looks exactly like the XTR tools.
0: So now I'm pissed. Oh. Well, I don't know if I'm ever going to. For what I use for hand yeah. tools and stuff, Ryobi's been great for me. The only. Ryobi tool I've ever had a problem with was a reciprocating saw. It broke with like one hour of use on it. Really? I love my my reset. It was after the warranty was expired too, so I couldn't get of it course. fixed. And it, it's the <laughs> I could send it in and get it fixed, but they're like $90. Yeah. And I have a Milwaukee Sawzall that's corded that it, that thing will never die. Don't chew through anything. Yeah. So I, what I want to do, if I'm going to buy another reciprocating saw, it's going to be that handheld one, the short one. Because oh, I do a lot like of work where I... volt one? Yeah, where I... Well, no, it's I think it's still an 18-volt, but they're just it's shorter-based. It doesn't look like yeah. a shotgun. Yeah, it looks like a pistol. Yeah. So you can get in between <laughs> studs and stuff. Yeah. You know, that's what I want to get, because I, I... And in plumbing and stuff, you can get yeah. up underneath there. That would be much better than this long-ass, you know, reciprocating saw that you can't yeah. get in anywhere because it's too big.
1: I've been using my reciprocating saw to prune trees lately. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Well, I use the stock, like crappy Ryobi blade that comes with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, meh. It's good for something. Right. And then you throw it away. Yeah. So but the um what was it? The new Ryobi line, that was it HP plus? That one's been performing really well too.
0: All right. Well, I, I still want to move up to the brushless stuff, right?
1: Yeah. That's it's same here. It's the only brushless tools I have are all the the cobalt ones. Okay. So I was fully planning on kind of switching over to that until they kinda I pulled the, the rug out from underneath me.
0: I have no brushless stuff, so that'll be... The next impact driver I'll buy, it'll be a Ryobi brushless one. But
1: Yeah, those the HP brushless ones, those are like performance-wise, they're up there with anything else.
0: I'm wondering if I can replace the brushes. I have an old blue Ryobi. Oh, wow. Drill. And every time I use it, it smells like the train, <laughs> the electric train, because yeah. the brushes are bad. So I don't use it often because... I'm not normally too drilling something with two hands, yeah. like John woo in it. I don't not have to not do double that. drilling. Yeah, d- no double drilling. So this week, I've been off. I'm just working on the house. So my brother-in-law is coming tomorrow evening for four hours, then Saturday, and then Sunday to do all the tile work for the house or the bathroom. I'm excited about that. So that's all ready. I got almost all of the mudding, just a few touch-up things I have to do. And I did all the uh, wainscoting, panel molding in the hallway today and then got to design the boxes that will go on the stair wall. I'm going to do three on the bottom, two above it, one on top, and then you'll be able to put pictures in there, you know, but it'll still have the panel molding. So I wanted a feature wall there, and I actually wanted a board and batten wall there because I have board and batten in the bathroom there. It would have tied in nicely in the powder room, but there's already trim that's on the um, stairs, and I would have had to tear more shit down. And I'm like, you know what? And then the baseboard would have had to come off because i would have to put the thicker baseboard on. And then it, it might not look uniformed. If you just look on one side of the hall, you got regular baseboard. And on that side of the hall, you got the board and batten. So let panel. me ask you a
1: question about baseboards.
0: Yeah. When you attach them, when you do it.
1: Yes. How do you go about attaching your baseboards to walls? I, I'm asking this for a very specific reason.
0: Yeah. Okay. I just use a Brad nailer and nail it into the studs.
1: Perfect. That's the normal way to do it. Okay. (laughs) You want to know what the assholes in this house did when they built it? (laughs) Jeez. They put, like, construction adhesive on the back.
0: Oh, God, no.
1: And then Brad nailed it into studs. Okay. So I was thinking when we go, because we're going to replace the flooring. Like, and, and I'm thinking this in terms of the kitchen but we're gonna eventually carry flooring throughout here because as you can kind of see like in the background here it's this old 97 like wood vinyl or like oak vinyl stuff that yeah. does, that looks like crap so I was like well we'll just pull off the baseboards real easy uh, lay the flooring down and put the baseboards back on well to get part of the buffet out when we were doing the pantry buffet I'd remove yeah buffet we're fancy I had to remove like real small sections of baseboard that had gone in there. And tore out all the drywall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's like, what the hell is this? So not only did they carry like the cement stuff for the tile all the way up onto the wall. Yeah, yeah. But they also freaking like Uh, like contact cemented it to the the freaking baseboards onto the wall. They
0: use liquid. So so now. Yeah, so now
1: I'm going to end up, and then they Brad nailed it on top of that because I guess overkill is underrated.
0: I do that with the panel molding because panel molding is different. It has to. Yes. The areas in between the studs, it's not sitting on the floor. It's on the wall. So I use the um, glue, which would be um, what what I just mentioned, which I forgot already 30 seconds later. The liquid nails. Thank you very much. (laughs) Liquid nails (laughs) for paneling. Here, Here for you. And Brad nails, uh, and I try and hit the studs first, and then you know a couple extra nails. But I don't want to just hold it up with the glue because it'll leave. There already is gaps because drywall isn't straight, so that's yeah. what the caulk is for. But I would never glue baseboard down. What the hell is that all about? I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: But better n- you than Now me. all like all I can think of is now. Great when I yank all this shit out. Yeah, you're gonna, I'm gonna have, have to, to cut I'm, the I'm bottom. Have to, well, I'm going to have to buy new baseboards. Well, definitely going to have to buy new baseboards. I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to cuz the whole thing was I was going to take these off, clean them up, repaint them, reattach them yeah. on top of the new vinyl flooring. Well, now I can't do that. Right. Now I'm going to have to yank them out, buy new baseboards, cut everything, which by the way, I hate finished carpentry.
0: I love finished work. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't I don't I used to not mind it, but then so when I was a teenager, um, my uncle was building a house. He's, or I guess he still is a licensed general contractor, but he was building a house out here and he was doing pretty much all the work and I would come out and help him. And my job was baseboards. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it was like, it was fun for the first two, three hours.
0: Oh yeah. A lot and then of it was
1: like, this sucks, man. This is where I first decided that I hate angles. <laughs> I hate not having a room that's actually square. Yeah, that would, what's it going to take for like construction like at what point will we get
0: to where walls will be square? Not only square, when I was looking but down level, level, <laughs> plumb, and then yeah. I was looking down two of the walls that I put the trim on today and if you stand off to the side they go Ooh they go in like that yeah. i'm like what the how did that happen yeah i knows? remember
1: i remember when i was doing my son's closet like watching videos and I was like hey just keep in mind like w- like walls are not square plum, they're yeah. not square they're not this so was, you're gonna have to probably scribe
0: something i was like what fucking world are we living in if you cope <laughs> if you're doing hardwood baseboard and stuff then you should cope your corners I'm not going to cope
1: my. That's what I did in that house because I did all coping and I yeah. hated it. It was miserable. If you're painting, ever, caulk works great. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> painted, exactly what he did. Baseboard we're, with we're caulk. Do, we're doing forty fives. Yeah, and caulking. right. Giddy up. We're not. We're not coping it. We're not. Do, no, we're not doing any of this special stuff where I have to break out a freaking Dremel.
0: You know what else to i found? Perfect sucks when you hang new drywall because I've done three houses, baseboard throughout each house all new and when I've done different rooms where I've had to tear out drywall if I'm putting the I'll try and cheat a little bit if you put a piece of drywall up four four feet you know from the bottom to the top you're going to get those two seams tape seams Mm -hmm. that are in the drywall well when you go to put baseboard on at the bottom and the drywall is concaved in because it's a tape seam then the baseboard doesn't sit right down there (laughs) Because it's it's concave. Yeah. So then I gotta put a little piece of a shim behind it so it sits straight instead of like this, you know? Jeez. So so now I just cut that part <laughs> off with the drywall. Yeah. Cut it off so it's just completely square down to the bottom. And then of course I leave three quarters of an or quarter of an inch up or half inch up off the ground. So then I cut a nice flat base there for the baseboard. Alright, so that's that's it for me. House stuff starting uh flags next week. And you're doing, doing tumblers. tumblers this
1: week, and then starting a bookcase and, and a, bookcase. a
0: pantry door next week. All right. Do you have a woodworker shout out for the week? Uh, I can I can think of one. Okay.
1: I, I was I was very unprepared for this portion.
0: No, that's <laughs> quite all right. Um, <laughs> I, I just didn't want to forget. I have one. You so know what? The, Since I've mentioned her before, I know she's not
1: not a woodworker. Uh, but I'm going to go with Michelle over at Driver Back. Oh, yeah, cool. She supports the woodworking they,
0: community. So
1: Yeah, she's uh, like I've never seen an instance where she's been asked to participate in a giveaway where she said no. And just genuinely good. like, And I feel like I say this a lot about a lot of the people in this community. is It's just genuinely good people, like good humans.
0: I think that's why we're drawn to this community. You. You and me, everybody, but law enforcement people in particular, because all we meet are shitheads and dicks. Yeah. So it's nice to have a group of people that are nice. (laughs) They actually help you and you make friends and you do stuff. It's nice to have that. Yeah. And it was kind of cool because I just opened
1: up Instagram real quick and a a driver back post was the first thing that popped up. So there you go. So it's perfect. And she wears pit vipers, which I mean, is just awesome. So. What's, a, what's a Pit Viper? Pit Viper sunglasses? Oh, I right. just wear Oakley. Oh. You, you know who the Macho Man Randy Savage is? Of course. Those sunglasses. Chainsaws too. ready.
0: Or Bonesaw. He played Bonesaw in Spider-Man. The macho Man. Bonesaw's ready. All right. He was a movie no. star. No,
1: he's the Macho Man.
0: I know, but he was Bonesaw. No. Yeah, I know Spider-Man. for like all
1: of what? A minute? Two minutes? I don't know. I just like he like three minute. He had like a three minute scene.
0: Yeah, he's a scene stealer. No, he is the Macho Man. All right, snap into a Slim Jim. How did we get into Macho Man Savage? Oh, because oh, yeah. the glasses. All right, I'm my woodworker shout out is Aaron B. Aaron B. Designs. Aaron B. Dot designs. Uh, when I got my Shapoko CNC. A few people were invaluable to me. Steve Clyde, SC Creates, Andy Bird, and Aaron B. Aaron used to be a dispatcher. So she is out on the East Coast. She's got a farm. She's got goats. She's got chickens. She makes a lot of stuff. She's a master with the CNC. She sent me flag files. That I could already that were already good to go for the smaller flags, and then she told me if I ever want to do like a Zoom or a FaceTime or an Instagram together, she'll walk me through. There's a thing on the flags where if you put like a logo in the middle of the stripes, it it'll engrave up and around it, all that stuff. It's okay, a certain yeah. process of doing that. It sucks to do it in Carbide Create. I heard it's much easier. In the software, the VCARV software that I have. So she said, just ring me up. I'll walk you through it. So if you get a chance to check out Aaron's page, I looked uh, again today and she hasn't posted in a while. I got to reach out and see how she's doing. But uh, she's a fantastic woodworker and very helpful in the community, especially if you have a CNC. So that's my shout out. Awesome pick. She is awesome. She's another one of those awesome people, too.
1: Yeah. as I remember, uh, I forget what I was having or what I was uh, doing, but she and I had a really good, like, long back and forth about just, like, random stuff, Like, just about life stuff, too.
0: Yeah, she's great. She's a very, obviously, pro-police because she was a dispatcher for so long, so.
1: Yeah, well, I, I know plenty of dispatchers that seem like they hate us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they keep sending me the bullshit calls. Right, what's your problem?
0: Don't Could send me Could you me not?
1: I think I've actually sent one of them a message, like, just for whatever reason, I kept getting sent, calls in the open beat like it's just it's a beat that doesn't have an officer assigned to it yeah so you guys float (laughs) to it whoever's available so i just i i kept getting sent to it for whatever reason one night i sent her a message i go could you not like i'm not even the junior guy here
0: yeah (laughs) like i'll
1: go occasionally but like could we stop making me primary on everything like what did i do to make you mad
0: i'm sorry a couple of our dispatchers are our personal friends that they used to work in our police department before we consolidated so we you know we text and sh- i'll get the text sorry i gotta send you this i'm like whatever i don't care anymore
1: that's we don't even bother texting anymore we just send it on the computer just like hey i'm sorry but yeah. this guy's crazy as shit
0: yeah we we do a lot of that um computer chatting too but then you know big brother's watching on the computer chat so
1: yeah, I think it's to the point where like most of us just don't care anymore. <laughs> like we don't yeah, even know, say anything right? all that bad. Yeah. Like, hey, this dude is like off his
0: rocker. He's batshit crazy.
1: Like she sent me to one the other night where she sent me a message afterwards. She's like, he has many seventy-two hour holds. <laughs> I said, How many? And she just wrote back many
0: <laughs> in all caps. Thanks for the warning. I'm like, okay,
1: I'll be sure to not find him. Yeah. Because it's six o'clock in the morning and I don't feel like a use of force. Right before I go home
0: on Couldn't my fi- Friday. G O A. Do you use G O A? Yep, just driver. UTL. UTL and G O A. Yeah. I put those all yeah. six of those letters in there. Unable <laughs> to locate gone on arrival. Yeah.
1: That's the dispo. But I'll come I'll make sure I come up over there I'm like, yeah, code for UTL. Yeah. I copy of UTL. Yeah. And she says she said to me ha 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 ha. <laughs> nice. I'm like what I looked. I even turned my camera on. Like, see, a- oh. nobody's out here. Cameras don't have any of those. Yeah, those are fun. All right. It is fun when someone pulls up a cell phone, like, oh, I'm recording you, and then you can point to the camera, and that's cool. I'm recording you recording me.
0: Yeah. I just turn on my little Larry light, and I think it's a camera, Ah, which is awesome. Because <laughs> little Larry <laughs> lights are very bright. They're stick lights. They slide right yeah. in your um on your vest. And uh, people think they're cameras. So I'd be like, keep acting like a dumbass. I'm recording you. But most of the time, I actually have my phone and I'm recording on my phone because my phone sits right here. Okay. And if I get murdered, it'll be on video. It'll be on World Star. People say to me, you worry about getting that uh, confiscated. I go, no one's ever going to know about it unless I get murdered. <laughs> Nobody's going to subpoena this. Right. Who knows that I'm recording? Who cares? You know, like I just watched End of Watch on the Plane, it's like one of my all time favorite movies. Because you like your depressing shit. That's <laughs> not. That's only sad at the end. The relationship yeah, but it's like devastating. I know, but in the car, their relationship while they're on patrol is, is perfect. Is... Right? It's dead on. That's how we are. That's it, man. They nailed it in the car. And did you mess with my? Where's my rubber band? <laughs> Dude, it's a <the> butterfly. <laughs> It's a butterfly effect, dude. Just because you say oh. it doesn't mean I'm going to understand it. <laughs> but, you know, there's a a thing that he says in there that I completely forgot that I was trying to bring up. What were we just talking about? <laughs> how in
1: the car it's perfect. Well, that like is. That, that yeah. movie. But that what movie brought that up?
0: I was going to say something. That oh, the recording. Oh, how he has like the little camera that he's documenting stuff well no not because that's their actual body camera but how he's carrying around they
1: didn't they didn't have body cams
0: he was using that uh, but he was was
1: using it to document stuff for a film school
0: thing and his he was carrying a camcorder so yeah he had a handheld too michelle ferrara says to him or whatever the fuck her name is in the garage you know they can subpoena that shit and he goes two words erase Erase button button. and she goes that's more than two or whatever (laughs) anyways well, all right no. yeah. And then she says
1: something like two words because you guys are some kind of. Right, game. And He's Go like, that's more calls than, calls than two me. words. You start dropping your
0: calls. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah. Well, I
1: barely got a GED. <laughs>
0: what do you expect from me?
1: I barely graduated. Yeah. So. All right. That. I'm going to watch that movie now. Here's a good movie for you if you haven't watched it. It's on Netflix. It's called Shot Caller. Shot Caller. Shot Caller. Shot Caller. Shot Caller. I can't really get into it without like spoiling the whole movie, but it's really good.
0: I'm, I'm going to bring it up right now and um, just add it to my list. How old is it? It's not old. Oh, okay.
1: But it's about like uh, prison and kind of like prison gangs. And oh, that guy looks familiar. Having to assimilate. Yeah, it's it's super good. It's got the guy from, um, it's got Shane from The Walking Dead. Awesome.
0: Okay, I've added it. It's All a right. good two-hour watch. Okay. Um, I'll have plenty of two-hour blocks coming up, I hope, while I'm at work. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's wrap this puppy up, shall we? Put a bow on it. I missed the days when he used to give us words of wisdom. Don't know if you have anything today. If you fight the police, you're going to have a bad time. And evil's not dead enough.
1: Yeah, evil can never be dead enough. Right. That's a good one. Overkill is underrated. <laughs> I need to come up with something for mag dumps.
0: I'm going to buy one of those shirts. I might. I might. I'm going to look into it. The link is in the rundown I sent you. Well, I'm definitely going to look into it. <laughs> Half the
1: problem is just getting my ass to actually look for some of this shit. I know, <laughs> but if I have a link, then I don't have an excuse. Speaking of hats and shirts and stuff, have you ordered shirts from anyone? I haven't. So I actually am thinking about. So my neighbor has a cricket with the uh, EasyPress. Mm-hmm. My daughter. Uh, has we have a that. cricket too. Yeah, and I was thinking about in terms of because they they want to pay for the bookcase. Of just hey, pay for materials and then make me like a dozen shirts.
0: My daughter with, just did uh, twenty shirts for her friend's band. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's really cool. So she's gonna do some shirts for me, but I want to find the half the fifty-fifty polyester cotton soft ones like Brian' his shirts at Dogwood Customs. They're nice and soft. Okay.
1: Well, ask him where he gets his shirts from. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna because there's a and number then tell of, me. I will. <laughs> and then. Your neighbors can do yours, and my daughter's going to do yeah. my new logo and my new name on my shirts. And That'd we got to awesome. get some handcuffs and sawdust um, shirts and hats. I'm going to start working on getting that stuff done, too. All right, let's go. I was
1: going to say, if she wants to get paid for it, I'll pay her for, to do our shirts. All
0: right, I'll, I'll bring that up for her, get my daughter some work. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening and watching remind your questions,
1: uh, handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com. You can DM Mike over at MM Midnight Maker, myself at Full House Woodworking, or the show
0: at Handcuffs and Podcast, all on Instagram. New episodes released every Wednesday at midnight on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platform. Peace! Like, subscribe, ring the bell, deuces!